Welcome to Behind the Line, where we pull back the curtain on the challenges facing first responders and frontline workers. The work you do is unique, and so are the stresses that go with it. Join me as we tackle key issues to reduce risks for burnout, and as we work to support you in doing the job you love without sacrificing being the kind of person you want to be. Hey there, and welcome back to Behind the Line. I'm your host, Lindsay Foss. If you're new to Behind the Line, what you should know about me is that I'm a clinical counselor specializing in trauma therapy. And after over a decade working with first responders and frontline workers around issues like burnout, compassion fatigue, PTSD, and related OSIs, I've become a passionate wellness advocate and educator for those who sacrifice so much for our communities out on the front lines. Behind the Line is a place for us to talk about the real life behind the scenes challenges facing you on the front lines. I created this podcast with the hope of bringing easy access to skills for wellness, allowing you to find greater sustainability both on the job and off. Today, we are jumping into a new series and it's one I have been wanting to tackle for ages. We are calling this the Escape Hatch series. And in it, we'll be talking about what it looks like to create a career plan B. We're going to talk about the nature of frontline work, the impact that it has, the allure of the pension, and the risks this presents, and ways to consider crafting some outs, just in case you need them. Now, if you love your job and you're thinking, Lindsay, I don't need to think about a plan B. I'm going to love this work forever. Let me tell you that I am happy for you that you live in such a blissful state right this moment. And I hope it sticks. That said, what we're really talking about is preparation. In your line of work, you are trained to be prepared for the worst. You train for the worst case scenarios. You anticipate and plan for these so that anything short of this will be easy peasy. All I'm asking us to do is the same as it relates to your career plan. When people go into frontline work with the conscious or not so conscious expectation that they're gonna stay in it until they retire, they tend to get caught in a stuck place when they discover that their mental health, their physical health, their relationships and their lives are increasingly suffering as a result. I'm not saying that everyone ends up here and that it's impossible to make it to retirement age working in this field, but what I am saying is that putting all your eggs into this one basket can be treacherous when we know the stats. During this series, you'll be hearing from some fantastic guests who are sharing their individual paths to creating their own escape hatches. Some of them have pulled the ripcord and exited the work, opting to shift gears into other passions, and others remain in the work and seek to balance out the weight of the work by having some side hustles that give them an exit for if or when they might need it. For today, I wanna open the topic and make the argument for why we need to be considering our own personal escape hatch. I also want to offer a few suggestions for what you can be thinking about to help apply this in your own world. When I talk with first responders and frontline workers in my daily life, whether it's clients in my office or friends in my personal life, I tend to hear about a few major stumbling blocks when it comes to the work. 
These are the things that suck us into the work and can keep us stuck, even when we're noticing that it's coming at significant personal cost. Number one, the benefits tend to be pretty good. While never ideal or perfect, many frontline professions benefit from pretty decent extended medical plans that feel hard to turn down or walk away from, especially if you have kids in braces. Number two, the vacation time. Most frontline professions operate under a seniority system, so the more hours you've put in, the more prioritized you are when selecting vacation days. It's hard to imagine giving this up to start back at one in a different career or with a different employer. And number three, the pension. The ever-present yet elusive carrot dangled to keep you in for as long as possible. I hear about this one a lot. If I just put in five more, seven more, 12 more years, then I'll get that sweet, sweet pension and I'll be able to live my dreams travel, spend time with my kids and grandkids, do fun activities, someday. Now, let me say that none of these things are bad to anchor to or bad reasons to stay in whatever kind of work that you do. These are legitimate factors that absolutely need to play a role into your decision making. That said, so does your health and wellness. Because none of these things are going to matter that much to you if you aren't well enough to benefit from them. This is the thing that really gets to me. How often I hear frontline workers who were a couple of years away from retirement, who have had to go off due to PTSD or related OSIs, share that they realize now that while they will have the pension or close to what they planned for, their ability to enjoy it will be compromised due to their symptoms and related limitations. Their plans to travel feel tripped up by their acquired panic related to being in enclosed spaces. Their interest in connecting more with family is compromised by their persistent triggering in social situations. Their desire to do more activities feels turned on its head thanks to chronic agitation, hypervigilance, and tension that limits enjoyment of most pursuits. I also hear all too often about reflections of others in their professions. How so-and-so retired and then was almost immediately diagnosed with cancer or some other terminal illness, or how such and such a coworker retired and three months later died of a heart attack. The amount of time I spend in a week hearing stories of feeling baited by the dangled carrot of the pension will never cease to amaze me because somehow it continues to lure and trick people into sacrificing so much of their lives in hopes that they will be the exception. For a really long time, I've advocated with those I know who work on the front lines to invest in an escape hatch. When I went into specializing in trauma therapy, I was fully aware that it would be a tough job. I knew that my risks for vicarious trauma and compassion fatigue would be higher than the average bear, and I knew I would need to have a plan to manage that. Because of all this awareness on the front end, I make choices and continue to make choices that are continually working to find balance in my life to mitigate these risks. I went into private practice, so I had more control over my time and how I choose to work. 
I invested in developing a business that could act as a buffer to my financial dependence on clients, allowing me to flex my hours when I'm finding clinical work to be more difficult and relying on other income to support that. I have always known that if I need to reduce my clinical load, I could shift gears a bit into other professional interests, like writing or teaching, and I've worked to keep avenues open that would permit this. I take regular pauses to check in with myself to see how I'm doing and what changes need to happen to preserve and protect me. I analyze the value I'm offering in the different things I'm doing and what value they offer back to me. And I work to adjust the balance to ensure that it feels like I'm giving the best of me and also getting something back. I choose to take on projects that feel fun. This podcast is one of them. I pick things that let me use a different part of my brain than my clinical work does, or that draws out a different side of me that doesn't get to show up as much in my clinical work. I look for things that give something my clinical work can't. For example, being a counselor is rewarding in so many ways, but it doesn't always feel productive. Like there isn't a tangible thing to point at at the end of a day and say, I made that. So I tend to look for side hustle pieces that give me this more concrete sense of productivity and outcome, like this podcast where there's a finished product. I've learned that I value feeling creative, so choosing some things that let this side of me flourish once in a while feels super valuable and life-giving. And these are the things that help counterbalance the demands of working with trauma the rest of the time. A huge part of what lets me continue to love my clinical work specializing in trauma are these other pieces. For me, it's really been about rounding out my life to incorporate different interests and pieces I value. These give back to me, which lets me continue to give of myself to others. So when we talk about considering what it looks like to craft your own personal escape hatch, We're talking about finding ways to lean more intentionally and strategically into your values in an effort to reap the payoff that helps to balance out your life and energy more effectively and sustainably. Behind the Line is sponsored by Beating the Breaking Point. Beating the Breaking Point is a seven-part online training program designed specifically for first responders and frontline workers and tailored to fill the gaps in your training to support resilience and sustainability. Whether you're new to the work and wanting to cultivate tools to prevent burnout, compassion fatigue, and related concerns, or you are deep into your years on the job and have gone a few rounds with burnout and other mental health challenges, This program offers the foundational pieces you need to support personal and professional wellness for the long haul. You are a helper. You love your work and you sacrifice a lot. Investing in you and your sustainability is the best gift you can give yourself and those who lean on you. We make this program as risk-free as possible by offering a limited money back guarantee to ensure that it's a fit for you. If you enjoy Behind the Line, you are going to love this program. Google Beating the Breaking Point Lindsay and find everything you need to get started or use the link in the show notes. Now back to the episode. 
I think there are three primary reasons to consider an escape hatch. First, your mental and physical health. We've talked so many times on the show about the impacts of persistent stress, both on your mental health as well as on your physical well being. In addition to stress and high degrees of exposure, risking things like PTSD, you are also in a line of work that's more exposed to actual physical threat and are more likely to suffer from work-related illnesses or pain concerns. Investing in an escape hatch, whether you ever pull the ripcord and really take the leap from your frontline work all the way into something else or not, allows you to consider what matters to you and to invest intentionally into aspects of you that can support more global health. Second, your financial health. I often see people off work and on reduced income due to being on work safe for long-term disability. They never expected to be faced with this limit on their income earning ability. They're used to picking up overtime whenever something breaks down and needs fixing, and suddenly they are in a big pickle. Now, the pressure is even higher to get back to work and stay in the work at all cost because the losses of a time off work have been so high. Having alternatives and investing in other areas of life that have some kind of financial reward can be huge in supporting you through a time where your income is reduced. Not only that, having interests that aren't necessarily paid, for example, coaching a sports team or volunteering with an organization, can again contribute as a buffer to the impact of the work you do, keeping you more balanced and less likely to need to go off work to begin with. And third, to be a legitimate plan B. I honestly hope you never need it. My wish for you is to have a long and rewarding and fulfilling career. But just in case you need it, it would be good to have an alternative you could jump to if you really needed to. And it would be great to have it there and ready to go instead of being in a desperate moment of realizing that you've put all your eggs in a basket that is tumbling down and crashing. With all of that in mind, let's talk about how you can start considering what an escape hatch might look like for you. There are three steps you can start taking right now that can help set you in the right direction. Number one, talk with a financial advisor. Every person on earth, no matter how much or how little they make, should speak with a financial advisor. I don't care if you invest or don't, if you have a lot in your bank account or just a little, own your home or rent. The reality is that financial advisors are able to help you anticipate and make reasonable guesstimates better than you are likely trained to do on your own. I have heard many stories of people believing that they had to work another 10 years to be able to retire only to speak with a qualified advisor and learn that all of their goals could be possible in two to three years if they made a couple of strategic choices. Don't get stuck in the pension carrot trap. Talk with someone who can help you project and forecast your future and support you in making some really strategic decisions to move you toward your long-term goals. You may find they aren't as far off as you believed. Number two, Spend some time inventorying your values and skill sets. 
what matters to you? What are you good at? What are you naturally inclined towards? What brings you joy? What makes you feel meaningful and productive? If you could spend a day anywhere doing anything, what would it be? Spend time thinking about these pieces and thinking about the things that you already do, enjoy, and are good at. And then number three, get curious about side hustles or ways to pour into some of your interests, skill sets, and values. Look for things that would feel life-giving or would bring out a side of you that is awesome and isn't otherwise pulled out much in your day-to-day life. Do some research to see if there are ways to monetize this, even if it's just a little, so that investing in it feels like it gives back to you in a lot of ways. Over the coming weeks, we are going to spend time talking with some incredible guests about how they stepped out from behind the carrot and got creative in considering how to align their time and energy with the kind of life they wanted to choose for themselves. I am so excited to share their stories with you, and I hope that in them, you might find some inspiration and the courage to consider investing in a backup plan for you and your life. As we wrap up for today, I wanna encourage you to please reach out and connect if you have any questions or feedback. You know I love hearing from you and shaping this podcast to echo your needs and interests. I also love hearing about what you're working on and how you're using what we talk about on the show. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Lindsay A. Foss, or you can email me at support at thrive-life.ca. I continue to be amazed and inspired by this community that we are building together. I'm so grateful for your support and that many of you are keen to share about Behind the Line to others on the front lines. Thank you for sharing with those you know. Know that we can be found online on our website, on most major podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube. Click subscribe to get alerts about our latest episodes or subscribe to our email list to hear from me about all the exciting things we have going on and coming up. You'll find all the details you need in the show notes, along with links to our free Beating the Breaking Point Indicators Checklist and Triage Guide, which helps you facilitate self-assessing burnout and related concerns. We make all of this available to you guys because the work that you do matters, but more than that, you matter. And we want to make sure that you have what you need to keep up the good work at work, as well as in your very real and meaningful lives outside of the work. So use it and share it. And until next time, stay safe.